Welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. Today, we have an amazing episode. We are talking about one of my favorite subjects, the topic of renting versus owning. Yeah. And this is actually a really popular topic. I mean, people come to us a lot and say, hey, listen, we're renting right now and we want to know, should we buy? What would it take to buy? What are the pros and cons of buying versus renting? And so we're going to tackle that today. Yeah. And it's a big topic. There Mm -hmm. is so many considerations that go into things. There's there's definitely benefits to both owning and renting, right? right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, personally, my feeling is that from a long-term standpoint, owning is just where it's at. 100%. I mean, you're literally, when you're renting, you're giving your money away. You are. You're paying a mortgage. It's just not your own. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's there's pluses and minuses, right? You know, from, from a renting side, I mean, let's talk about the positives of renting first, right? Sure. Just get those out on the table. The positives of renting is you just write your monthly check and that's about all you have for responsibility. You don't really have to worry about anything else. No, Roof you want to take a trip? Yeah, exactly. It's not Something happens, you, you want to take a trip, go ahead. You don't yeah. worry about the place. Totally. Yeah. It's it's, you know, it's not your property to deal with. On the negative side of things, you know, you don't really have control over your own property. If you want mm-hmm. to paint your room hot pink, that's not an option unless your landlord agrees. If you want to get a dog, it's not an option unless your landlord agrees. Oh my gosh, Danielle could never live like that. I have I have several dogs. So <laughs> it's not an option for me to rent at all. And, and actually, and not just animals, people, how many people you have in right, your house right. and who you have. I mean, that's all taken into consideration when you're renting. Right. Right. And just, you know, just having full control of the property, you know, even even down to little decisions like how you landscape things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of those things are considerations when you're talking about like the logistics of renting versus owning. Right. But from a numbers standpoint, this is where I really think that it it becomes a serious conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. In our market, we're in the northern California. Renting is sometimes a little bit less expensive on a monthly basis. So if you're looking at it strictly from a what are you putting out each month? Renting might initially sound a little bit more attractive, but I think what people need to consider is the other aspects of the financial equation. Correct. So Mm -hmm. things like tax benefits. As a renter, you don't have the tax benefits. As an owner in California, well, nationally, you can write off your mortgage interest Mm -hmm. up to a certain limit. You can write off your property taxes up to a certain limit. And then when you go to sell the property, you can write off things that you've done to the property, you know, repairs and improvements and things like that. And so those have huge tax benefits too. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously the other big one is the equity that you get in your house and being able to, you know, possibly draw upon that equity. And the great thing about where we live in Northern California is you can literally purchase a property and not do anything to it (laughs) and get equity in your house. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the experts agree. Now, obviously, a couple of years ago, we experienced some 
really abnormal appreciation rates, right? Properties were going up 10, 20% in a year. That was a little crazy. That's not normal. A normal appreciation market for Northern California, you're looking at anywhere from, you know, three to 9% on average appreciation per year. Which you're not going to get that in the bank. No, no, No. you're not going to get that in the bank. We won't even talk about the banking conversation, but you're not going to get those rates in the bank. And so when you start looking at it as an investment into your future Mm -hmm. and wealth building, I mean, there are actual studies that prove and document that people who buy homes accumulate long-term wealth faster than people who don't. Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, I like to kind of tell my own story, right? My husband and I, We both had first marriages before, and so we had to start over, and we had to start over right after the real estate crash, and we we kind of lost everything. And in 2013, we were faced with the decision of wanting to combine our households. We each had two kids. Putting four kids under one roof is a lot. Finding a house big enough for four kids, as you know... (laughs) Is a lot. (laughs) Is a lot. And when we started looking at renting a property, you know, realistically... It, one, it was going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And we also had a dog. I was um, going to say, did you have animals? I did have then? I did have a dog <laughs> and that, two cats. That, and adds, so that makes it harder to rent yeah, properties. Harder People rent. don't and, want to rent properties to animal owners yeah, necessarily. Right, right. And lots of kids. Yes. And rare and kids. Just, and that's just simple rare and tear on properties, right? Totally. So yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. And so finding a house big enough was tough. And the amount of rent that we would have paid, we actually went through the own, our own exercise that we go with through with clients of preparing a rent versus own <laughs> illustration. Because initially our first thought was, there's no way we can afford to buy. Right. I mean, this was many years ago. And, you know, we were first starting off and yeah. it was tough. And We really did the math of what are we going to save in taxes by owning a house? And we decided that we could push ourselves a little bit. So we bought our first house. It was was a while ago. But it was around $500,000. We had to borrow money from a retirement account to give it an FHA, 3.5% down mortgage. So it was about, let's round it off. It was called a $20,000 investment. So we bought that property 2013. We put $20,000 investment into it. So fast forward many years, you know, suddenly the mortgage payment felt comfortable. You're saving towards your future. It was fine. It was definitely better than renting. We were able to, you know, do all all the improvements that we wanted to do. But, you know, around 2017 came a time that we wanted to buy a second home. And guess what that first property did for us? That first property gave us the down payment for the second home. We were able to tap into that equity. We were able to buy our next house and leverage right? So now we're taking equity that accumulated for free. We didn't do anything for that. And the house continued to grow. And now we became homeowners of two properties. And so this lot, the first house that you guys acquired, you turned it into a rental. That was, that was a later down the road. So we took the first house, we bought the, the vacation property that we turned into like an Airbnb, which had income streams to it. So we leveraged. Now we have two properties growing in equity. Then we decided to buy the third property. Same thing. We're able to borrow from the equity of the other two Mm -hmm. to put a down payment on the third house and convert the first one into a rental. So now all of a sudden we have three homes in the California, Northern California market Mm -hmm. that are appreciating off of an initial $20,000 investment that we took from a retirement account. How cool is that? Yeah. And it's the perfect example of, you know, making your money work for you. 100%. And I think the reason if you look at 
you know, and I know we have a few rental properties and when they come due, our tenants leave and then we have people apply. I always question, why are people renting? Why are they renting? Why are they choosing to rent versus buy? And I think if you look at the reasons as to why they're renting, there are issues that as a mortgage broker or a realtor, we can tackle. Yeah. So for example, a reason why somebody might be renting versus buying is because they feel like they don't have the down payment, right? You need money. You need 20% down to buy. Right. That's such yeah. an old school of thought. Yeah. I mean, it's really crazy. And I, I get clients a, a lot who, you know, are maybe getting advice from their parents or grandparents mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, you don't want to pay mortgage insurance. Okay, well, we can explore that. We can show you the math, you know, but the cost of waiting is usually worse than not waiting. And if you really do the numbers, you know, even if you end up in mortgage insurance, it's really not a big deal. You're- and also people, I mean, nowadays, they, a lot of times they'll just build into the rate too, right? Yeah, the 100%. So- There's definitely options to get out of the mortgage insurance. We also have lots of programs that don't require, you know, anywhere close to a 20% down payment. And there are some really cool options that are really recent, like within the last 30 days. There's actually a CalHAFA program that is a shared equity program. Now, there are some income restrictions on this program, but it's a program that if you meet the income restrictions, the lender, well, the CalHAFA program, will invest in the property with you. So That's pretty cool. It's amazing. And so is this just for first-time homebuyers? It's for first-time homebuyers that meet the income requirements, but the income requirements can be lenient. Like in some areas, the income requirements are up to you know, 211000 per year. So it's not a super restrictive low-income program. Depends on each county has different limits. But they will give you a 20% down payment and they will become a 20% owner in the property with you. So let's say in five years, the property makes $100,000 in appreciation. Right. They will get their 20% back right. plus $20,000, right? They're sharing in the appreciation of the property. You know what this tells me? Tells you that California obviously feels that properties and real estates are continuing to go up and they know that in the future it's going to only continue to go up. It's a good investment. It's a good investment for them. Why would any agency want to invest in millions of homes unless they feel confident that the market is going to continue to grow? Mm -hmm. They're counting on that 20% equity. It's an amazing deal. And there's other programs like that that could help out, like we've talked about with FHA, how much money you have to put down. So if you don't have a chunk of change or that 20% and you're worried about that, don't let that stop you as a renter. Right. And I think something else that comes up quite frequently is, well, I have the down payment, but my credit's not that great. Yeah. And that's a big one, right? People think that they have to wait until everything's perfect before they buy a house. And that's just not the case. No. And it's like, it's like if you're going into a game that you're going to play this weekend, people get hurt. You know, there's issues that arise and you got to make do with the players that you have and go for the win. I mean, it's kind of similar. It's the same situation. Like make do with what you have and let's get you that house to purchase because there's different ways to get you that win. There's different ways to get you that house. And it's our job as your mortgage broker and your realtor to get creative to help you out. Yeah. I like to think of myself as a detective sometimes because I really like dig in to uncover potential options. And if we don't have any potential options today, we can almost always outline a plan that will get you there in short time. 
Right. So for example, with the credit situation, and there are, you know, different ideas of where your credit should be. And there are different programs if you have lower credit. But let's say your credit's really low and there's no program to fit your credit. Well, your mortgage broker can guide you on how to build up your credit. There are little things that you can do to build up your credit. I just learned actually earlier this week that paying off your medical bills helps your credit jump a lot, but you know, people yeah. don't know that. It certainly can. Yeah. And what's cool is I have software. So a lot of times people want to try to fix their credit on their own mm-hmm. and then they make errors that they don't realize, you know, could be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's use that same collection scenario. Let's say somebody has a thousand dollar collection and it's five years old. Okay. Okay. If somebody goes and pays off that collection today, thinking like, well, I should pay off my debts to help my credit score, Mm -hmm. that can actually hurt their credit score. Oh, that's interesting. It will show up as recent activity on a delinquent account. And that could hurt. But because it's five years old, it really probably isn't affecting things all that much anyhow. And so I have tools and software that I can use to simulate credit changes So we can literally go in there and plug in and say, okay, if we did make this change, if we pay off this account by this and much, like how much is it going to affect things? And we can come up with a simulated credit, you know, score based on potential changes. I mean, that's super interesting and it's really really helpful. I I actually don't think (laughs) a lot of buyers know about that. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of mortgage brokers don't do it. It, You know, there's costs to it on the mortgage broker side. And so I feel like some mortgage brokers stay away from that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we do have those tools. When it gets to be a credit challenge that's just, you know, over my capabilities, I also work with amazing credit specialists. One of the things that, that we do just as a mortgage broker that we offer, we call it coaching to success. And so if we have somebody come to us who is not yet credit ready, if they work with our credit specialist, which they it's a company that charges a fee, mm-hmm. if they successfully complete the program and then come back to us and close a loan, we will refund them in full for all the fees that they paid for their services. Yeah, that's pretty neat. You know, I mean, we want to get people in the game, right? <laughs> like, absolutely. It's just there's so many benefits to homeownership not even counting all of the intangibles, you know, not having to ask anybody for anything, not being asked to move, right? Right. I mean, like, what if you have kids established in a school district, and your landlord decides to sell the house? Yeah. And you and you and you I get that, you know, clients will call me or friends of clients and say, you know, we're renting. And now all of a sudden, they decided that they want to sell their property. And now we have to move in 60 days. So in California, you have to give them 60 day notice. Yeah, it's not a long, long time to now uproot your family. And there's a lack of rentals. I mean, you have some dogs and cats, you have kids, (laughs) gets becomes a challenge. Yeah, I'm not a good candidate, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's just there's so many benefits to homeownership. But the way that I really look at it is I look at it as investing in your future. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the important things to remember is that when you're renting, you're just giving all that money away. When you're owning, you know, a piece of every dollar that you're putting into your monthly expenses is not only going back to you in tax benefits, but it's going back into you by paying off your mortgage. And so 30 years from now, you will have a house that is completely paid off that has appreciated. I mean, California real estate just keeps like going up. And that brings up another good point that I think people don't realize too, or another issue that comes up, not just with the credit 
or coming up with a down payment, but also vesting. So if you're going to rent and you're going to purchase, sometimes they go dollar for dollar, right? And with not getting into too much detail, buying might be a little bit more than renting when you're looking at your monthly income. Depending on the area. Depending on the area. Correct. But if you look at, as Danielle just brought up, the long-term effect of you know, having the investment, getting the equity, the tax benefits, when you take all that into account, it might be a wash. It it probably ends up being even better 100%. to buy than rent when you take the long-term effects into account versus just, hey, this is going to cost me $500 more a month, so I better right. just rent versus buy. If I were to use that same scenario for my own example, right, we probably would have found a rental for like $4,500 a month, maybe $4,000, either way. You know, if we had waited all this time, we would have nothing other than a house over our heads, right? Like we would just have a place to live. Instead, I have three homes in Northern California that all were created off of that initial investment that have now each nearly doubled in value. Well, not the most recent one hasn't doubled, but the other two have have doubled in value in that short time. So I probably have $2 million worth of equity that, you know, let's say something were to happen to me today, mm-hmm. right? My kids now all of a sudden have not only a guaranteed place to live, but we have equity. We have things that we can sell. We have assets. We have things that can be passed down. Right. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, you don't have to go into it thinking, I want to purchase my forever home. Right. You know, you can <laughs> go into it thinking, let's just get a house that works for us right now. Yeah. And then in two or three years, let's use that equity and go to another house that yeah. works for us. 100%. And kind of like in regards to what you did is your example. Yeah. I mean, so my first house, house was not my dream house. It just wasn't, right? But I'm so thankful for it because it was good enough, right? And and certainly if we were renting, there would have been things that I didn't love about any house. Right. But it it allowed us to step our way into our goals. And while we were doing that, we were building our business and you know, the rest of life kind of followed. And now we don't have to worry about those things. But right. it was a tool that allowed us to really leverage our long-term wealth. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about, you know, renting versus buying. I think when you're buying something, you're leveraging your wealth to create more wealth. Yeah. hundred percent. So, and and don't let, like we mentioned, don't let the fact that you don't have a down payment or you have bad credit or you, you feel like it's a little bit higher payment to buy versus rent. Like talk to your mortgage broker, talk to your realtor, see what's out there and really get a handle on it because chances are you can purchase versus rent. And it, it, it makes sense. And the thing is, is that in today's market, you know, lenders no longer make loans for people who can't afford it, Mm. right? So you will not get approved for a loan unless on paper your expenses pencil out. It's a great point. And so, you know, it's always better to know than to wonder. I mean, that's what I tell all of our first time potential home buyers is go through the process of figuring out what you can and can't do at least you'll know. Like it doesn't cost anything to go through that process. I think there are a lot of lenders that are charging upfront fees for the pre-approval process these days. We're not one of them. But, you know, going through that process, it's an education process. It's just like anything else. If you don't go through that education, you're not going to know and you're just going to continue to waste money throwing money into rent. Yep. And it's better to know than not know. Yep. 
100%. So hopefully this was helpful today. And hopefully if, you know, you're sitting there thinking and listening to us today and thinking you're in a rental or maybe you're thinking about purchasing, that you'll take the necessary steps to, as you said, go talk to your mortgage broker, find out what it looks like to purchase. Better to know than to wonder. Yep. All right. That's a wrap. Another episode of the Real Estate Play-By-Play. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the the game. game.